What's up, everybody? I want to welcome you to Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I'm giving it to you straight out of God's Word through practical and biblical conversations based on God's Word because it is the truth of God's Word that sets you free and brings grace to every hearer. This is Hope Lamberson, and you are listening to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. Jen Tringell is an internationally known speaker, author, and strategist on Awakening Destiny who integrates purpose, innovation, faith, and spirituality. Her reach includes a robust international speaking schedule, her books, Your Defining Moment, When Time and Destiny Meet, and Calling, Understanding Your Purpose, Place, and Position, and an international podcast. She's a graduate of Rama Bible College, and she resides in Nashville, Tennessee. all welcome my guest today on the podcast Reverend Jen Tringill. How are you doing? Hey Hope, this is so awesome. I'm I'm so honored to be on your podcast and love you dearly. This is just great. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, thanks so much for being a part of it. So I'm sure you've taken a listen to a couple of our podcasts and so we've had so many people that have recently joined wherever they're, you know, listening from or however they're finding out about Straight Talk with Hope, be it social media platforms or just friends letting them know about it. And we kind of like to talk about before we get into hashtags, because, you know, we give it to you straight out of the word of God. (laughs) I love it. And um, we kind of want to just break the ice a little bit so people as they're tuning in that they can just kind of get to know you a little bit more. Um, what are some things that you could just talk to us about? Maybe like a little bit info about you, like just what do you like to do for fun or things like that? Or we can even talk about how we even met because people like to hear about that too. Yes. Well, that's true. Both, both are super fun and it might wind up being the same answer because (laughs) um, one of the things that I like to do, because I being a author and a conference speaker traveling, you know, you're on the road all the time. Yeah. And, and so downtime for me, once I kind of recoup and rest and, and kind of recharge, um, I want to connect with people in my life, Yeah, you know, and, and be a part of theirs. It, that's a difficult thing to accomplish, you know, when you're on the road going from session after session and you can kind of check in, but it's not really probably what you would deem as quality time. Yeah. And so, so I really relish that. I keep my, my friend circle pretty small, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and I, you know, I like to check in with my people as they say. (laughs) And, um, and so, yeah, which, which really does, uh, I think probably set up or, or, you know, paint a, a road toward, the, the story of the time when you and I met, and I think it's, it's really a good story, Hope, because I think sometimes, you know, you can wind up getting a little too closed off because you're so busy. Sure. And life is such a fast pace or you go, well, I already have people in my life, you know, 
but God's always wanting to bring us new things and that comes through people. And that's one of the ways you and I met. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree with that a hundred percent. I can remember before I actually met you, which was through social media, I had kind of come to this place in my own life where I was in ministry for a really long time, um, serving at our church and, you know, I had just, I had kind of found myself actually, like you said, closed off a little bit Mm. to not having people, you know, they were there in my life, but not people that I could really like trust and depend on and just be myself with and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I just went to the Lord one day and I was like, Lord, I need some women, female friends in ministry who can just like shoot the breeze with me, but we can pray together and they'll just encourage me and just all those kind of things. And then I saw you on social media through some other mutual friends. And I told the Lord, I was like, Lord, after that prayer of me wanting to have some good quality relationships and friendships with women, I said, I just would really love to meet Jen Tringell. <laughs> and I can remember so like months later, we were both attending a Rayma camp meeting and I ran into an old friend of mine who I lived with actually while I was attending Bible school. And had not wow. seen her and talked to her literally in probably 16 years time. <laughs> wow. And she was also a very good, close, mutual friend of yours. And she found me at camp meeting and she was like, hey, are you here by yourself? Do you have anyone to sit with? Why don't you come down and sit with me? Mm. And so I was like, okay, great. And then lo and behold, you were right next to her. <laughs> Oh, my word. And so I just was like, wow, God. I mean, that was like so many, like probably two or three months after I had prayed that prayer with the Lord about connections and just destiny meeting each other. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, then you were also at our church not too long after we had kind of met at that camp meeting. Right. And um, I just had the opportunity once again to kind of get to know you a little bit better and actually host you that weekend at our church. And then we went to uh, Grenada (laughs) on your mission trip for the women's uh, nationwide women's mission trip. And I was like, I know I'm supposed to go on that trip and just be a part of whatever Reverend Jen is doing. I just want to be a part and, and show her my support or whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like. And pretty much the rest has been history all these years. It's so true. Well, I I mean, I just, that whole story is, is really sweet and so precious, but you know, what you said, it, it really probably started because of a prayer that you prayed, you know, and which really took a posture of the heart, you know, and I've heard somebody say this once, and I think it's true that when we go to God and we ask him for something that we need, um, nine times out of 10, he's going to provide for that need through a person. And so sometimes we're looking for the hand of God while we're holding people at arm's length, but they actually carry what we need or are the connection to what we need. 
you know, and it's, I mean, it, and it, it, if it was easy, you know, everybody would, would do it, but there really is a choice. Like you prayed that prayer. There really is a choice of going, okay, I'm going to open myself up a little bit here, you know? And, and I remember that my side of the story of that is when I think back over that, I didn't know who you were when we sat by each other. And then I think we got introduced, Uh uh, you know, during announcements or something. And this is just so unspiritual and such a girl thing to say. But I remember looking down and you had the coolest pair of Ugg boots on. And I was in like four inch heels. And I just remember thinking, clearly she is the smarter of these two women. Because she she came to this conference in those super cute Ugg boots. And, and I'm sitting here in oh my, my gosh, dire pain. So actually got this idea from you when I first started listening to your podcast and just how you did things as I'm growing and learning I was like oh I'm totally gonna take that idea (laughs) so I can't take any credit for this oh I'm Um, so glad but the first question I thought of was what would you say has kind of been your saving grace routine or maybe a product that you're using like during all the quarantine that's been going on lately it's really funny to be on the other side of this. It's a bizarre, it's kind of a bizarre feeling right now, but it's great. It's like living Groundhog's Day or something. Um, okay. Through quarantine. Well, I, I would say two things. I mean, my saving grace routine has been, yeah, which is typically my normal routine, but it just had to happen is Um, for some reason I found myself getting Uh up earlier during this quarantine and, um, and so sort of my first go-to before, you know, the phone starts and emails and, and everybody is, I just like feel my way into my kitchen, make a cup of coffee and I just sit down, um, in my living room with my Bible and, and I just sit there and read. Yeah. Drink that cup of coffee and talk to the Lord. And so um, that routine got really um, magnified, you know, through all this. And I and I had to be really diligent. Like, I mean, I would get up and I will yeah. not check that phone before I've done that, you know, yeah. because I don't want to be pulled. I want to just, you know, there's just something, something to that. So that has definitely been my saving grace routine. And then usually, yeah. cause I've, we've had really busy days in the middle of all this. And so uh, I found myself just having to push about four, four thirty, just get out and go yeah. for a run or a jog or a walk or something, you know, that was a big deal. Um, and then my product, I, I wound up going live uh-huh. on Facebook and Instagram for recipes yes. for healthy cookies, quote unquote. <laughs> Yes. And let me just say that the people answered. And so I'm not sure if it was a product that was beneficial. It was sure beneficial when I was eating them, but so I, you know, I mean, that's a lot of healthy cookies. And so, yes, but my favorites were these um, almond butter and chocolate chip cookies. That sounds amazing. Were amazing. 
routines or patterns or things that we haven't like done before we find ourselves doing all the time now we're like we're definitely associating that with quarantine (laughs) (laughs) during all their homeschooling and everything that they have going on I would finish a project with them and then go and put it in their little crates that I'm saving for them for when they end up graduating high school and I wrote on there like quarantine 2020 (laughs) that's hilarious if you can go back in time like 10 years ago what is one tip that you would tell yourself Mm. now where you are at today that's kind of a deep Mm. one great question hope yeah that's a good one Um, I love that you said 10 years ago, because I think, you know, as women, as you, you grow, there's always new lessons that we're learning, you know, so the lesson I would have told myself five years ago, 10 years ago, 15, Mm. 20 years ago, those are all different things. You know, I would have said, I think 10 years ago for me, um, what would I have said 10 years ago to myself? I, I, the first thing that comes to me is pretty simple, but I really, I would have, I would have put my hands on the shoulders of myself, looked myself in the eye and said, and take the pressure off. It's all going to be okay. And, you know, the Lord's got it. Um, and your part is the believing part. His part is the make it happen part. And just take the pressure off. I, I don't, I'm not really yeah. a perfectionist per se. Um, I was dealt a pretty healthy serving of, of like drive and ambition just yeah. in the DNA of my family. Like they're all entrepreneurs and go-getters and, you know, just amazing people. So I think I just came in the world you know, with that. So I have the tendency to push forward, but there's a fine line somewhere in there of that drive to just push forward and pressure, you know, and pressure I think is where that drive turns against you and it goes negative, you know, and you're, you're trying to go to sleep at night and your head is running second guessing. Did I forget anything? And should I have done this? And I better get this done. And to me, those are mm. the, the sounds of pressure. So I've learned at this stage in my life as a believer and even as a woman, that when those things start playing in my head, especially yeah. if I'm trying to settle down and be quiet, if that's what's running through my head, yeah, then somewhere pressure has gotten in. And I need to mm. address that and get the pressure mm. off so that I can just live in peace makes me think about so many things just in everybody's lives that are dealing with that even during the situation with quarantine I think a lot of people have been pressured um, to make different choices and decisions maybe things they wouldn't even normally found themselves doing had it not been for quarantine but when we give our pressure to the Lord and cast those cares to him that's when like you said that's where the peace starts to come in in our mind and our hearts and our lives And it's so much better having a peaceful life than what we wanted the hashtag to be. And I love the hashtag because 
those of you um, who are just learning about Reverend Jen, she has several books out, but one of her latest books that she's come out with is Calling, and that is actually today's hashtag that we are talking about in in her book she talks about it's understanding your purpose your place and your position and if you don't mind Reverend Jen I'd like to read just a snippet that has stood out to me within this book that you wrote called calling in the introduction before you kind of talk to us about that hashtag Jen's book calling Um, It says the answer is that you rely totally on the word of God and the instincts coming from the spirit of God within you. Every day becomes a series of circumstances for which there is no rational answer, only an instinctive response. People can continue to believe that our current ways of doing things will work out just fine, that our leadership models will right themselves eventually. But there is a moment ahead for all of us. For some, it will be amazing, for others, crushing. But for everyone, it will be a moment in which things will happen that none of our old ideas, protocols, or senses will help us understand. The ones who will hear the key change in the music of the culture are the ones who will lead it, influence it, and have success in it. These are the ones who will learn instinctively how to see potential and know how to unlock it through their calling. This is the new era requirement of the called in this generation to do what Jesus did in the midst of the thick, hazy storm of the culture in Galilee. Get right in the middle of it and be a revolutionary. I love that intro. (laughs) I actually just picked the book up again to read it. And um, my husband was actually Mm. reading it just a few months ago and I read it when it first came out and then he read it recently. And then I'm like, I'm going to pick this book up and read it again, just simply because like, this Mm. is the day and age that we're living in that intro. When I reread it going into today's hashtag on calling, I was like, it totally is like the perfect season to talk about this when we're in a pandemic and coming out of a pandemic, even to mm-hmm. where we're headed in the future. What would you say about yeah. this and how did all this get started? Cause I know everybody like out there, whether they're saved or not, something within them, deep within them has this sense of what am I here to do on the earth? What is my destiny? What is my purpose? How do I figure out that calling? What would you say to all this? Yeah. Well, I I agree with you, Hope. I think everybody, if they look deep enough, that question is is running, you know, um, sort of like yeah. when we leave apps open on our phone, you know, and they're just running, draining our battery. I think that that question's running. And the reason it's running is because at least in our our Western American culture, um, we start out with a desire to achieve and to, you know, build a life that is comfortable. People have different definitions of what that is, you know, build a life of success. And most people get, you know, X amount of years down the road with that purpose for what they're doing and they realize that it's not enough 
they just do. They just realize that there's no status symbol. There's no, you know, designer clothes. There's no, you know, that I drive this kind of car. I finally was able to live in this neighborhood. You know, I dress this way. I look this way. I have these kids. I have this, you know, husband. I have this wife. None of that hits that deep spot within all of us because that spot in us is our, it's, it's shaped for our purpose. And there is a compelling that comes out of us for that. It's almost like you come into the world with this honing device on the inside of you. That's just searching for intent and, and purpose. And, and the Lord made us that way. I mean, you know, you can, you can almost pass over the obvious and go, well, that's just, you know, that's a a child's take on life or that's just too simplistic. But most of the most powerful truths in life are very simplistic. They're very basic. And the truth is that hope God made every single one of us as a one-off. You know, I've heard people make the statement and I, I believe it's erroneous. Well, if you don't obey God, God will find somebody else to do it. No, you were born to fulfill and do something that you were uniquely designed to do, you know? And so that's the, that's why there's such a high value on your life. That's why the enemy fights you tooth and nail. He fights for your emotional status. Mm. He fights for your mental state. He fights over you because you are, uh, you yeah. are high of high value, you know, um, and hope, you know, this about me just because of our friendship and things, but, um, I am an artist by no mean, but I just, yeah. I've always had an affinity for art. Just the whole, everything about it just really intrigues me. And so I bring that up because there are pieces of art that have been created that when you look at them with the naked eye, you go, I don't know if aesthetically that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, but it will be one of the most highly valued pieces of art that you could acquire Mm. simply because it's a one-off the artist never, it was the only one the artist did. And so people pay Mm. literally millions of dollars. So each and every single one of us, we are a one-off and it's not just merely to show off the creativity of God. Although how impressive is that? that He's never duplicated humanity, but He did it because he has a purpose for each one of us to fulfill. And that purpose comes in Mm. this word that we use called calling. And that word calling, you know, people have a lot of ideas that come up in their minds when you bring up that word. But the word calling just simply means a divine Mm. invitation for service, which means you could pass up the invitation. You could live your whole life. And never yeah. answer the invitation mm-hmm. to serve. People say, serve what? Well, you just want me to serve somebody else. You want me to serve 
some church, you want me to volunteer on the, you know, um, greeter team. I mean, what are, what are we talking about here? And the answer to that is nobody can answer that for you because it is personal. I hope, I think it's one of the things that I am still the most jaw dropped over as someone who speaks on calling and studies calling almost constantly because it's part of the mandate on my life. The thing that I'm just still shocked over is how personal the call and the purpose of God on each one of our lives is to the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's so personal to him. And, um, and so he sets us up to find it and then he equips us to fulfill it. And it's a, and it's a journey. It's absolutely a journey. So there's, there's something on the inside of us going, I have to live for a purpose greater than myself, merely acquiring status or, or, you know, a lot of money or a lot of acclaim uh, is not enough. This sort of honing device, this beacon is going off on the inside of me. What am I here to do? And I have to find that. And that goes for everybody. That actually, I think, is happening with yeah. people that are, are believers or not. Because we're all born with that desire to do something of significance. The good news is mm-hmm. when you give your life to Jesus and you say, Jesus, do something with my life. Use my life, God, whatever that looks like. The beautiful thing about that is that that then he comes in and he begins to create and shape our days and our our weeks, our months, mm-hmm. our moments even to point us toward that thing that we were called to do. And it begins to sh- take shape, not because we went through some, you know, cookie cutter process that if you just do these 10 steps, you'll come out on the other side, fulfilling your purpose. It's a personal journey, but he part of your book, it's talking about, and you said pretty much all these words already, but you mentioned about how it's a journey, like discovering your calling and your destiny. It's a journey. It doesn't happen overnight. And even when you find yourself taking steps on the path of the journey, it's a process. And, um, you talk of involves four steps about being called, created, formed, and then made. And, um, you know, I think Mm -hmm. several of us, when we're going through this process, we like daily have to remind ourselves, like, this is God's plan. (laughs) You know, like he, he chose it. Yes. I choose God when I accept the call of God and the destiny that God has for my life. But he, this was his idea. Like you said, in the beginning, he formed it, he created it. And Mm -hmm. there's so many people out there that want to give up in the process because maybe it's like the enemy is trying to detour them or things aren't happening at the speed and the rate that they thought it was supposed to happen. I know a lot of people have been dealing with that even Mm -hmm. in, quarantine these last few months where they finally have like stepped out to do something that God is calling them to do that they've been destined to do and they would have never planned it to look like how it's looking right now. (laughs) 
but it's still a process. Absolutely. We still have to make sure that we're not getting discouraged, that we're not listening to the lies of the enemy, that God's plan is still the same. It's never changed what he wants us to do with the call, regardless of quarantine or not. And so what would you say to somebody that is kind of in that season where maybe they're figuring out their calling, their destiny, the plan and the purpose, but in the middle of the process, they're wanting to quit. They're wanting to give up. Well, the first thing I would say to them um, is that we've all been there. Um. It's actually a little comical. Every time you have been referring to me, that chapter in the book on the process, <laughs> I'm sitting here smiling because um, the word process used to be <laughs> one of my most hated yeah. words. I mean, and, and I've got a friend of mine I went to Bible school uh-huh. with, and we used to talk about this all the time. Yeah. We hated the word process from you to triangle it's like you're stuck in this holding pattern this abyss you don't know how to get out of it you don't yeah. have any control over how long it lasts you're not even quite sure what's going on except people keep telling you it's a process and I, I remember hitting a point you know this was after I'd gone to bible school and I'm trying to walk this out one day at a time and I thought if one more person tells me <laughs> it's a process yeah. I'm gonna punch their lives out because yeah I am over it, you know, um, because it is, it's, it is hard. Um, let me just maybe, uh, drop a couple okay. of key truths that helped me through that season. And then I'll just say a couple of things to that. The first one is a quote that I use often. Incredible man of God in the early 1900s said this, and this was his quote, better mm. than speed of action is an Mm, accurate sense of direction. Mm, Yeah. Right. Better than speed of action is an accurate sense of direction. Um, The modern day translation of that would probably sound something like this. Who cares if you get somewhere quick, if that isn't where you were supposed (laughs) to be? Who cares if you get somewhere quick, if that isn't Mm -hmm. where you were supposed to be. And I battled with this. I would look at other people that just seem to shoot off and, and they're yeah. just living their best life, you know, and it just seems like they're doing what they yeah. called to do. They hardly even had to try. It just seems like they, they didn't have any preparation. And I'm looking at them and I'm looking at me going, <laughs> gosh, Jen, you're such a chump. I mean, you yeah. know, what is, is going on? Um, and, and we all know what a pitfall comparison is, but the, there is something that anchors you when you realize that, um, speed and getting somewhere quickly is Mm. not a hot commodity to heaven. Right place, right time is a very hot commodity to heaven. And Mm. that's what God is working in us. He's working in us so that he can bring something through us to get us in the right place and in the right time. And when we stand in that moment, we're prepared for it. We don't show up unprepared. Um, And I'm thinking of just something that happened in my own personal life. Um, I wasn't really planning on sharing, but I think this might help some people. When I was in that season of just hating that word process, 
the landscape of my life, Hope, at this time didn't look anything like <laughs> what I was envisioning it to look like. You know, I was, I was involved in my local church. I was involved in ministry, but not in any capacity that I desired to be. It was just what was needed at the time. I didn't feel like I was functioning in sort of the major mm. things that God had put in my heart. And I was just frustrated. I was working a, you know, a part-time job, maybe if I yeah. don't remember, somewhere in there, something like that. Anyway, um, I, and I had started that week. I had started saying, it's kind of just saying in my heart to the Lord, God, nothing is moving in my life. And I'm starting to think that I just need to just go for it. I'm not hearing anything from you. And maybe I just need to jump out of the boat and just do what yeah. I see in my heart myself doing. Yeah. And if I don't hear from you soon, I'm just going to do it. So I've been saying this for about a week or so. And I bet a lot of people listening to this podcast <laughs> yeah. are probably about in that same boat on the other side of this quarantine. And if I don't hear <laughs> yeah. anything, I'm just going to do it, you know? And so anyway, so, um, at the end of that week, there was, a uh, one of, uh, the churches that my uh, local church was partnered with, they were having special services. And so we all went over there for their Sunday night special service. And so, um, they had a guest minister, and I went into that service and I was like, man, I need a word so bad. I mean, God, yeah. I am just pulling for a word, you know, <laughs> and I know you're not really supposed to do that, but I was like desperado. And, um, so the service goes forever long. I mean, it's just the longest service and people are getting ministered to and pulled out of the crowd. And, and I'm just like, surely it's coming and nothing, nothing, nothing. And so finally, the minister goes up to the pulpit, closes their Bible, gets their notes, is going to pray, turn the service back over to the pastor. And I just dropped my head down and I thought, I can't believe this. And I just thought, I'm just going to, maybe I just need to do something. And all of a sudden, the minister left the pulpit, walked all the way over to the left side of the church where I was sitting and came and stood right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And it was a woman minister. And she said this, she said, I see, um, like, a like a haze around you. And that haze is the dreams and the vision that God has spoken to your heart years ago. And she said, and you could step out and do that right now. And she said, but if you did, it wouldn't be mm. his timing. It would be your timing. And she said, and if you did it, she said, it would go off like a firework in the sky. It would make an impact, but it would be mm. here one day and gone the next. And you will be wow. like a, a flash in the sky. And then she said, but the Lord yeah. says to you, if you will wait. Yeah. And you will trust me. She said, the Lord says to you, then you will be right where you're supposed to be and you will have, and I never forgot this phrase, mm. longevity of ministry. And instead of only impacting a few for a moment, mm. you will impact wow. many. And that was it. She walked away, closed the service, and it was the game changer mm. moment for me. 
And what it did hope is it Mm. shifted what I was looking for. I was looking for a door to do something right now, rather than having my eyes on the big picture, you know, and, and that's really where the Lord taught me about what I was seeing and what I was believing Mm. in connection to my calling. And I, I like to say it this way. If I truly believe that the Lord has prepared good things for me to do and to walk in, that he has a purpose for my life. If I truly believe that, then that reality compels me to prepare for them today. And that preparation time, that whole process thing that I had such an angst about, (laughs) that wasn't a jail sentence. (laughs) It wasn't, it wasn't a punishment. It wasn't the games being played, but Jen has to set the bench. That wasn't what was going on. What was going on is God was preparing me for race day. Yes, I was still being a blessing. I was involved in my local church. I was doing what I knew to do at the time. But God was working a work in me, preparing me for what he had waiting for me just up ahead your book, The Calling, you talk about that phrase you just said, pace yourself for the race. And you're talking about in that segment, just about how we have to dig our heels in to create that inner place of stillness. And we live in this fast paced society, busy time. And I think really a lot of us didn't even know how busy we were until quarantine. (laughs) And now everybody so true. has kind of had these moments in these last few months where it's like, I just want you to take a break from the busyness of life and doing things how you were doing it and start doing things my way and sit back and relax. And yeah. I know even for me in the process of yeah. the waiting and all this that we're talking about with calling, like mm-hmm. that's exactly what the Lord's been telling me to do. Like, you know, don't just forget what I've done for you and who I am, but take time to just sit in my presence. Like, like take time to just be still and hear what the next steps are towards the calling, what I'm asking you to do. And a lot of times we have to pull away from the busyness of our pace and just rest in the stillness of God through his peace beautiful thing about the Lord is how much he's actually working in the stillness. You know, I think that's why the Psalmist David wrote that verse. He leads me by still waters. He restores my soul. Well, I mean, if you have ever watched somebody restore something, restore a piece of furniture or done it yourself, it is work, you know, But David said, he leads me by still waters. I have to be still. And even though I'm being still, and I loved how you said that, Hope, just being with him. I think God got the busyness out of our our relationship. I need to worship. I need to confess this. I need to believe this. I need to pray this. I need to, you know, Jericho march around my house (laughs) seven times. I mean, like, it's all well and good, but there's almost a busyness that, that can seep into our relationship with him, you know, but you think of David saying that he leads me by still waters. You think about 
mm-hmm. the Lord saying, be still and know that I am God. Yeah. Shows you um, through the stillness, like not just the steps, but he shows you the different things that he needs to kind of work within you. Like you were saying, like, had you had not gone through the process right. and had you had not right. gone through the waiting for what was out ahead because of mm-hmm. the busyness, we could have missed the yeah. wrong timing or we could have missed uh, even a divine connection um, that yes. had placed within us. And so That's right. I just love that through all the gifts and talents yeah. and callings that God has given us and connections that he puts us in a position to receive from him when we take time to be still. You can't put a price on it at all. Yeah. Priceless. Priceless. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I've so enjoyed this and just hanging out with you and talking about the hashtag calling. And before we close out today, um, can you tell all of our listeners just like how they can begin to follow you on social media and your podcasts, your books, and even um, your mentorship? You have a mentorship program out there too. Honored. Well, first, let me just say, Hope, it's been a total delight to do this with you. And I have been a cheerleader (laughs) of yours since I met you and um, what you carry, you know, it's not just a good idea. It's a God idea. And there's such power behind your words and the way that God made you really as a voice for this time is just awesome. This podcast is such a great outlet of that, but really everything you do. And and that's what I appreciated about you when I first met you, Hope, is that you're very creative, you're very smart, but when you step out and do something, it's because you got a word from God about it. And because it all, everything you step out and do is because the Lord spoke to you about it. There's such power Mm. in it for everybody that connects to it. And that's what I look for. And that's what, what, uh, makes your voice right now, just such a place of, of hope, but of power. And it is, it is just awesome. So this has been so, so great. So yes, they, uh, people can go to, uh, the website. It's jentringale.com. It's T R I N G A L E. And, uh, on the website, they can get, uh, both books there. There's, uh, a sort of next level, deeper level, uh, calling study course they can purchase. And then, yeah. So last year we opened up a mentoring program and it's one of the most fulfilling things that I get to do. I wish I could do it more, but we can only yeah. take so many sort of each quarter. And so people can sign up for one session or three sessions. Uh, it's one-on-one. You can, we either do it uh, audio only or video. And it's really just to get in there with an individual wherever they are in the process. If it's still trying to pinpoint what you're called to do, then I gear the session toward that. Or if you have a general idea, but you're trying to get some things moving or off the ground or what are those next steps, uh, then we gear it toward that. Or we also have one that's more of a leadership track. This is for individuals that are already leading in a significant way, but need to go to that next growth place. Uh, then we gear it that way. And so if they go to the website, go uh, to the store page, 
Uh, I think there's also a link on the homepage. They can check that out. And then, of course, um, I am on the Instagram <laughs> and the Facebook. That's what my 90-year-old grandmother calls it. The Facebook. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank I you. Love and we'll see you back here again on the podcast, Straight Talk with Hope. Have a great weekend. And happy Mother's Day to all you mothers who are out there. We love and appreciate you all. Y'all have a great day. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast, Straight Talk with Hope. If you enjoyed today's episode and it spoke to your heart, go on Apple iTunes and leave us a review and a rating. We love to see what you guys are saying about the podcast as well as sharing them on your social media platforms. If you want to learn more information about who we are, what we're doing, and where we're going, check out hopelamberson.com. You can also access us and follow us on all of our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, as well as YouTube. And let me tell you about something new that we have on Facebook. We have a private group open to anybody that is wanting to join the private group called Straight Talk with Hope. On this group page for Facebook, it is basically downloading devotionals, messages, topics you guys want to discuss, where we have conversations with each other who are in the group. I look forward to seeing you on there, and I hope you guys have an amazing day. Remember, regardless of what you have lost, that there is still hope for you. We'll see you back here on the Straight Talk with Hope podcast.